sit through him lavishing through that in- intro really wow. well it's okay. the last regular episode yeah, it's the last um review episode yes basically uh we watched the finale episode yes this week it's called um so you dream it you can do it something stupid like no, that. no no come on it's it's season six episode <laughs> dreams 13 come true. dreams come true yep that's right um, if yeah. you dream it, you can be it. That'd be a better title. So, it originally aired on March 20th, 2015, which is of note. It is actually, uh, it looked like this one and the episode before were a two-parter when they aired. Yeah. Um, so these actually aired on the same night, which is interesting. That would probably make me less, um, not like upset at, at twenty at 2009, but like, I mean, I guess. I, I, I would yeah. feel like sort of cheated. Like, if I saw that episode was like, so we're getting no sort of like... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, emotional conclusion to any of these plot lines. Instead, we're going back in time to rehash things we already knew. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, in retrospect, 2009 might be a better season or like series finale yeah, than this. Yeah, I mean, it definitely like speaks to the message of the show more. Yeah. Than what we watched. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it had 2.54 million viewers, which is down from the episode that was right before this at 2.69 million, that which is... indicates that viewers also found uh 2009 to be a better series finale. Because they didn't watch this one. They turned it off. Yikes. That is, like, pretty fucking grim. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. It was directed by Bradley Buker and written by, once again, the holy trinity of Ian Brennan, Brad Falchuk, and Ryan Murphy. I don't know if there are, like, artistic contributions really did anything for me this episode. Yeah. Um, we started off with a, with a flashback. Uh, in, yes. I guess the McKinley Auditorium, even though like it's not the same auditorium. That's um, a good point. Because Kristen Chenoweth, April Rhodes built the one that they use now. I thought it was rebuilt, but also, why was Nationals held at McKinley? I don't know. Then, because it's Lillian. It? it was. This is for Nationals, right? This yeah. is, yeah, and people reference that she spoke on this stage. But said like, the like that pep talk. Because this is well, to clarify, well, this is Lillian Adler's pep talk pre-Nationals. People mention Lillian Adler's pep talk at the at the end right. of the show. So it's like, okay, this this like little backstage bit. It doesn't have to be at McKinley. It's like a mis- miscellaneous backstage. Well, it's no, a no. backstage we don't know where it is. I'm pretty sure it's McKinley, because the, when they reference it at the end, Sue is on this stage, and she's like, this is where Lillian Adler gave those words of advice. They don't want us to think about it this hard. Apparently. Like, seriously, I really don't think they do. You know? 
Anyway, so we get her pep talk. It's the iconic line. She's like, Glee is about opening yourself up to joy. To joy. Yeah. We see a young Will yes. wearing a bright, or- like bright orange polyester because that's what the choir is wearing. Yeah. And like, I guess he's feeling a lot of like young Will's feeling a lot of emotions, and then we flash to old Will, who I guess is also feeling a lot of emotions, and he's in like a backstage. Um, room in a tuxedo yeah and rachel's there touching him a lot it's like the funny girl backstage also a lot like the funny girl backstage isn't it it's weird but i mean definitely is reminiscent of that yeah um and will is wearing um like that tuxedo i said but like the back the people that we watched the finale with um the because uh, I decided to bring in some folks who are like not familiar with Glee at all to watch it with them to see what their reactions were going to be for the finale, which you would hope has some a li- like at least a little bit of universal appeal, you know, by being like the end of a big show or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, when we were watching it, the first reaction was like, "Why is Rachel touching Will this much? Why are they touching?" Yeah. Look. Well, it's and it's like, yeah, I mean. That's where we're at now is, I guess, um, casual touching between I mean, those characters. They're not technically a teacher and a student anymore. They're both consenting adults. Mm. At least that's what Namla wants you to believe. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, so they're here. There's also Kurt and Blaine are here. Yep. Um, and then we move to... The shot's weird when, like, they're leaving that room and yeah. Blaine, like, looks at himself in the mirror. Yeah. It's, like, looking at the camera. It's, like, a final, like, wink to camera. It's it's just because he wants to redo his hair because he's gay, because he's obsessed with his appearance, because no, that's how it all works. It sort of reads to me, like, oh, you're puppet master. I kn- I. I don't believe that is intentional in any way, shape, or form. You are definitely reading it, it into that's it. how it comes off. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, anyway. doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Anyway, so then we follow them through, like, an outside area into the Nationals Award Ceremony. Yeah, they, they walk on stage to... Yes. Um, I guess, like, meet up with the with the, the choir. directions yeah. who are already there. Yes. It's very weird. Yes. Um, and, yeah, the third place choir is so fucking pumped to get third place. Yeah. And then, guess what? New Directions won nationals. Yeah. Against all odds. We did not see the performance. Right. Because the show can't make a performance believable enough yeah. that they would win nationals. Right. Yep, that's true. Um, Which is sort of a shame, of course. Yes. Well, I mean, we have a lot of ground to cover. This episode, we did not have time for these this big group of nobodies to sing and dance. I suppose. We did just get to see sectionals, but I just can't believe it that they would win. Yeah. yeah. We, we get the classic, like, slow-mo, like, they're all, like, hugging yeah, and, and lifting you know, trophies. Yeah, trophy. Yeah. Um, and they're all in their red jackets. Yes. Of uh, still, like, the fake... Um, New, uh, like warblers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the other thing of note is that one of the people who lost were named the Soprano Gasms. <laughs> Which is a bad name. It, it starts name. where you're like, oh, that's fun. And then every time you hear it after that, you're just like, no, this is a bad name. Yeah, because I've watched it, this finale three times, and Sam, you've seen it twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, then we move to 
Superintendent. Okay, I mean, I titled this Sorry What? Um, because <laughs> the superintendent is talking to Will. Yeah. Uh, he's telling Will that McKinley is now a performing arts school. And it's all because of Will. Yes. Because of his dedication over the past six years. Yes. He's proved that the arts are worthwhile. Yes. And he's going to be principal of the, new of the new school because he is art savior TM. Right. Like, that's that's what's up. Yes. Okay. The main character of the show has done his job, I guess. And what it comes off as is um, sort of a self-congratulatory wank fest. Right. Um, that, like, Will was this person who was right this whole time. Right. And, like, never did anything wrong. Nope. Not a single thing. And that all the choices that he made leaded him to hear Led, the Beatles. Yeah whatever to be the principal of this art school and like okay the superintendent is like i put my my uh neck out on the line for you <laughs> because um like st test scores just haven't improved right. even though we like put so much emphasis on stem right <laughs> yeah i can see that right but i just don't think like the re yeah. It just doesn't cutting... make sense to me that it's like, they're like, okay, so test scores haven't improved by cutting the arts, so instead we need to make all, we need to make an all arts school. Right. Yeah. It doesn't really make mm -hmm. sense. It's not sensical. It's just giving Will the reward the writers think he deserve. And like, Sue made this school better, right? Like, that's I what mean, supposedly... she told us, but was it a lie? I don't know. Um, yeah, so... Like you said, Will becomes the principal of the school to really reward him for his desperateness. Um, and then we move to... Uh, we get a time jump. It's yes. three months later in yes. the Wemma apartment. Emma is making lunches for Will and herself. Yep. In cute lunch boxes. There's yes. like a picture of their child on one of them. It, it's nice. I'm pretty sure it was Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, but there's boxes. a, there, like, Danny is, is in, like... Oh, sure. Yeah, one of them has a picture yes. of Danny. Okay. Yeah, but, um, um... And it is really cute, and Emma is like, don't eat your, des like, des grapes dessert before you eat your sandwich or something. Because right. you need to put up, you need to... I literally did not pay example. attention to most of this conversation, because, like, it's like, fuck this. It's a pretty stupid conversation, um... Because Emma's just doing some more emotional loading, some more emotional baggage, um, ferrying and loading, Yeah, because you know? yeah, Will is like, oh, I'm anxious about starting school again, and Emma's like, well, I'm gonna be there, and blah blah blah. We also learn, I did pick up a little nugget, which is that Danny is going to be in the daycare that they turned the gym into. Because there's no physical education within right. the arts. Yeah, there's no more there's gym. There's no place for it. There yeah, they don't need to dance for show choir. No, you don't they don't need, to, need to march for band. You don't need to, um, you know, have any sort of, like, physical fitness for, like, stage fighting or anything. No. No. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. And Emma does... So Emma tells Will that, like, he's had integrity throughout his entire journey except right. while he was rapping well yeah we stand yeah um and also she just like is like oh you're gonna be great oh you have been great oh this is the time for us to have fun and yeah. like lean into the power of our imaginations it's sure pretty stupid because like why do i give a shit about will right why are we praising him so much why is like the conclusion of the show 
Will's like dreams coming true. Like I don't give I a mean, shit. No, it's it's every person's dreams come true. Because mm-hmm. Will's this first piece and this little segment ends with him holding his little baby Danny and making a reference telling, to yeah. um Becky's thing. Well yeah, the xylophone. Not explicitly a reference, but maybe. He makes the same noise that Becky always made. <laughs> and then Will tells him, Yes, Danny, dreams really do come true. Which, sure. Okay. Yep. So, we move to um, Will starting the first day of Glee Club, um, which there's a lot of people yeah. in the Glee room. We're just in the choir room and it's yep. full. Um, yep. And Will addresses these mostly unfamiliar faces. We do have some, like, there's ridge, alumni and there's stuff, like too. There's, like, a Ridge Glee folks, which is like, why the fuck are you here? We never get That's an explanation. That's so excited. Um, and there's a bunch of... There is the, like, most recent New, Di- New Directions batch is yes. mixed in. Um, and Will addresses them and tells them that he's starting m- more than just one choir. Yes. Um, there's going to be four choirs at McKinley. There'll yes. There'll be the New Directions, which will be the, like, elite... Right, the um, co-ed. varsity <laughs> squad. Yeah, the elite co-ed choir, and then there'll be the Trouble Tones, yep. which is the girls' choir, if you recall, Yep. Um, and the Duly Noted, which is an all-boys' choir, Right. which is, like, not a bad name. It's fine. It's fine. And then there'll be a JV squad, for those folks who think they need a little bit more polishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which um... is what Will says, because it's like... I guess Will is like, it, you know, you'll self-determine yourself into the right. choir, not well, like... Because this is in response to Kurt being like, well, no, you have to audition. You can't just let anybody in, Will. <laughs> I'm an elitist. Get it? Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Will then tells us that he's not leading any of these choirs. He's not coaching any of them. He's busy um, with principal. He has to be a principal, and he's already found people to lead these choirs. Right. Um, and he doesn't, but he doesn't tell us who they Who, yeah. And the weird thing is we never find out who's leading the Trouble Tones or the Duly Noted or the JV Squad. No, but to be fair, does it matter? They're probably actual teachers. Maybe. That are just proficient at their jobs and actually, you know, are qualified. Probably. Um, but so, in order, like, to wrap did, this up, did, we get... Did I, um like, mention hard enough that Will wanted, like, I feel like the the best joke is that Will is like, if you think you need more Yeah, policy, no, I get it. Well, you're not laughing! You're because it's like- not, like, this show sucks. Like, it's not funny, because I have literally no idea what's happening. It's not like it was even a joke in the show. It's just like, it's just like a joke here, because, like... Will's such a feel-good, goody-goody yes, no. asshole. Yeah, we can't get Will to teach us to dance. He'll just tell us we're doing really good when we're not actually doing good. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I can really sense that you're trying really hard, guys, so... To, yeah, so to wrap up this scene, Will sings Teach Your Children with him on ukulele and Sam on guitar. Which, I mean, it's bad. It's boring it's as bad. hell. It's really fucking boring. Um, there's no harmonies in the song because it's just Will singing. Yeah. Um, and it's not really about teaching children even though that's the name of the song sort of like different from that so i don't know why they really chose yeah, it it's, i mean the real comparison here is when he's the saying somewhere over the rainbow yeah somewhere over the rainbow back in season one or two I want to say it was season two but that was actually and puck like played the guitar for him and he yeah played the uke and it was very nice yeah it was a lot more emotionally resonant than this um 
Even though, like, characters cry. Well, yeah, a lot of people are crying. And it's so fucking long. It's boring and it's long. Because we just get, like, sweeping shots of a lot of people we don't know. And then, like, also just, like, hold, held shots of, like, characters crying. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird choice to feature so many people we don't know or care about in a song that's supposed to be, like, wrapping up a character's whole arc. Absolutely. Like... Uh, one of the great nuggets from people who, from the uh, folks who don't know anything about Glee who watched this with me, is they were like, is Tina crying? She's not, like, crying. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's how it be here. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, the dialogue will tell us she cried. Yeah. Um, some of the best parts of the number is how awkward everyone close and, like, close enough to Will yeah. to be in the shot looks. Yeah. Um, like, Jane looks pained. Myron especially looks pained. He's like, I don't know, like, where to look. <laughs> he doesn't look at Will. Sure. Um, and then there is Alistair next to Will, who's just, like, fucking staring at Will the entire time. Yes. And then, like, sings with him at the very end, but yes. we don't hear him. No. Yep. It's weird. It's weird. It's, it's really it's weird. It's just weird. Um, All the extras are pumped to be sitting around Will, though, because I guess they're like, I guess this is the choir director that we will never get to interact with. Yep. So... Then we move to uh, the locker room. Um, Blaine finds Sam reinflating footballs so they can sell them because they don't need them anymore it's because a football's reference. over. It is a Deflate Gate reference, which is dumb. Um, and yeah. Blaine is like, "Come live in my spare room," which yes. to me reads as like Blaine needs like a, a beta reader for his fan fiction. Well, Sam needs to move back into his apartment to triangulate his dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, that her. was that was my thing. Is he needs he needs an extra body to um, help deal with living with Kurt. Yeah, because we've seen that that doesn't it. work. Yeah. Like they can't live together. They broke up last time so well maybe like they're at a place where kurt's like actually yeah you can now that i'm the only one going to niata it feels a lot better in our dynamic Um, well blaine is gonna is like he's going to nyu NYU, which is an actual school that exists right so but yeah so anyway um they establish that they miss each other, but Sam says no. He's happy where he is. He wants to be able to go out on the weekends and shoot whatever he likes. So Ohio's yeah. for him. Yep, and he also has a new job, but we don't know what. And neither does Blaine. He okay. So to this immediately cuts to the choir mm-hmm. room. But to explain how we get here, this means Blaine was like, "Oh, I have," or well, Sam was like, "I have a new job," you and Blaine's like, job? "What?" And then and he's like, like wait a second, me. come with me. Yeah, and they have to go all the way to the choir room. Um, so for the reveal. Yes. Uh, where we see that Sam is the new direction, new director of New Directions. Yes. Yeah, because um, Will intros yeah. him as such. Yep. And Sam starts off a lesson by writing country on the whiteboard. Well, with a Matthew McConaughey impression, of yeah. course. Yeah, country. All right, all right. Something like that. You know yeah. how it is. Um, and Sam is actually, like, pretty good. Um, he's like, sure. He's like, oh, country can speak to a lot of different things uh, and, like, has definite references to uh, the poor working class in the American South and, like, those struggles, which I think is really cool. Um, and he does leave it open for, like, more discussion about, like, what country can mean and, like, the differences between, like, the different kinds of country. It's I think it's a lot better 
of a lesson than Will has really ever uh, proposed. Because sure. Will likes to do sort of m- much more niche yeah. ideas, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's into a single album, or a right. single artist, or like one kind of song, like all love duets, or something like that. Right. And country is very different from that, because it's such a wide genre. Yeah. Um. And Spencer gets really excited in the, because uh, Spencer's in the New Directions. Right. It seems like most of the New Directions yeah. that we recognize are, are here. I mean, they are national champions, so like... So you'd hope that they would do audition well enough to get right. back in. Yep. Um, well, I'm surprised that Spencer got Well, in. they he chose, they chose to come back. They know that they're ready because they won a <laughs> national trophy. They chose to be in the New Directions. I mean, no. Like, come on. They're no. To be on Will stated... Will told us that if you needed more polish, you could choose to be in the JV choir. I think maybe would listen. Like I think that's a nice way to say it, but come on, like it would be like a here's your here's your suggestion yeah. to go join the JV choir. <laughs> yeah, but like I think winning, like being in the show choir that wins the national championship, is kind of enough to get you back into it the next year. Mm-hmm. Like I think so. Spencer can't dance. And apparently it was fine with, with him not yeah, being able to dance. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer wants to do, um, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Yeah, which, people... I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sad just... we didn't get to see that. Uh, that'd be really fun. Because Spencer is, um, got, sort of has that, like, puck bad boy energy, but without all the shitty baggage. That sure. That comes along with, um, liking puck's bad boy energy. Yes. Even though Spencer isn't, like, great. Right. All the time, either. Ugh. If only. But so, Will and Blaine knowingly look on, because at first, like, when Sam announces he's doing country, Will is like, uh-oh. And then Blaine's well, like, it, let's see where no, it's, he... It's Blaine who's like, uh-oh. And okay. like, no, tr- trust him. Yeah, so anyway, then, trust him. then we move to um, the, the next, I guess the next piece of our arc completion here. Well, there's, like, no plot in the episode. <laughs> it's just, like, let's get characters in location so that they can deliver monologues. And then... And that's it. And then, and then they'll leave. Yeah. Because, so, this person is Mercedes. She's on stage at the auditorium, and she's invited all of the old Glee vanguard. So, you know, pretty much everyone who's still regularly on the show and was in seasons one and two. Um, so, she... Announces to them that she's opening for Beyonce's world tour, which Love is that. awesome. And I think it's a pretty accurate, um, like, it's like what, uh, how I want Mercedes' story to end. Yeah. And like how it, it feels believable that Mercedes' story can end this way, which is um, emphasized in the monologue when she's like, when I got the call, I didn't even question. I knew that, of course, this would be happening. Right. Because all this uh, support y'all have given me this whole time has taught me to know myself and know my talent and love myself and it's just like cool and mercedes is like don't come up to the stage yeah she's like don't come up here she has a like uh inner monologue it's mostly about like growing up and growing apart but like saying goodbye and how we're never really that apart it's all um she it's all i didn't say inner monologue i just said monologue okay yeah okay anyway so um but yeah so then she sings Someday we'll be together with a gospel choir backing her up. Yeah, um, so let's, 
Let's talk about it. Yeah. The audio is bad. It's bad. Yeah. It like Mercedes Amber Riley's singing is wonderful, obviously. Yes. But it sounds like they are intentionally trying to make it sound like it came out of a radio. It's like sort of vintagey. Yeah, it sounds canned. Like Um Which okay. When I watched it, um Devin was one of the people I watched it with and they are um they do have some background in sound engineering and they were like, Oh well it's hard to capture Amber Riley's dynamic sound like and be polished for TV. And I was like, Yeah, I hear you right now, but like also I've been listening Yeah, I've watched Glee. Um and at this point if anyone is like qualified to speak to... on like the audio quality on Glee, it's like I mean it is us. Yes. Right? Yeah, it, I mean like when we watched it the first time and the second time that I watched it, both of us were like, this is noticeably different from every other time she's sung on this show, yeah. as well as every other character. Another character has a big song, and you get none of this. So, like... And it's it's just, like, sort of fucked up that this yeah. is the last Mercedes right. number, that this is, like, Amber Riley's, like, exhumed from the show. It's, yes. like, this audio. Yes. Um, and the people I watched it with who aren't um, Glee watchers... We're like, yeah, I just don't see it that way. It sounds fine. And I'm just over here like, no, yeah. it doesn't sound fine. I just think back to when she um, auditioned for West Side Story. Yeah. Do you remember that number? It was like in the auditorium. Yeah. And it was like big and loud and like amazing. And I just think about how much better that number was yeah. as like a final Mercedes number rather than like yeah, there's... this one. Which like, I, I think the song is a good choice. Yeah. And I think having, like, the big choir behind Mercedes does speak to, like, yeah, that's the backstory. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing about this number that sucks the most, is, like, it's really good. It's just this one aspect of it that yeah. has nothing to do with the performance. No, the performance is great. We see Mercedes, like, yeah. like fucking feeling. Yeah, she's, she is, <laughs> she's yeah. here for it. Yes. Um, Belting. I'm pretty sure they do a group hug. During the yeah. middle of the song, they, <laughs> which um, she explicitly said she didn't want to do, but whatever. The group hug, as she, because she's like, I'm gonna walk out of here and not shed a tear. Right. Um, and yeah, they hug, and she climbs the on stairs. The last final note. Yes. And then <laughs> we go to Kevin McHale's fucking face because I call him Kevin McHale because he's wearing a Kevin McHale outfit, yes, not an arty outfit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Mercedes Jones has left the building, and yep. I'm like. Hey, Artie, fuck you. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I still don't like him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't like Artie. So anyway, uh, so this is Mercedes' exit from the show. Um, then we move to. Uh, she is. She is in the episode later in the time jump. Yeah, but, but like this is her the finale of her arc. Which is fucked up. Yeah. I guess they just couldn't get Beyonce. Yeah. So, then we move to uh, Will's new office, which you'll recognize as Sue's old office yeah. and also Figgins' old office. And Sue is in here. Yes. Uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Porcelain. Yes. And they're here to thank her for reuniting them. Yes. Great. Um, <laughs> She tells them she peed everywhere, which is a fun joke, I guess. Um, yeah. She... Yeah. She's just like... Porcelain, when I first saw you, I didn't know what I was looking at. Yes. But then... Okay, yeah. So she makes a speech about how Kurt opened her mind 
to like what the world could be or something like that. And it's so weird and vague. And she's like, oh, you went through so much in your time at this school. And I'm like, yeah, you did, I guess, what you could to help. But it seems like maybe you had a lot more power than what it seemed like at that time. So maybe you could have fucking done something. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I, I get it. This is the last episode. We have to explain why on earth they made uh, Sue into a clan stan, and I guess it's because she's always secretly admired Kurt and his bravery and courage. Um, I, 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 you can sort of pick that up when she's, uh, like, talking to him during those times when she's like, I wish I could do more. Right, but, like, I like this because it's a fun setup to a joke at the end of this monologue where she turns to Blaine and's like, I don't really get, get you. you or what you're doing. But you're doing you, and that's swell. Which I think is a very good joke, because then Blaine is like, I feel the same way about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's pretty funny, um, and Blaine is a demon whose right. thing is sucking up Kurt's life force yes. for as long as possible. Uh, so Sue has this like reconciliation moment with Clayne, and then we go to the hallway where we see Sue... Slow-mo run into Becky's embrace. Right. Becky slow-mo runs as well. And yes. like, oh, I was coming to see you. Oh, well, I was coming to see you. Which... And then they run and embrace, <laughs> and it's like, why were either of you at McKinley? Yeah, Becky let's... doesn't go to school here. Sue, Sue definitely got... doesn't work here. Yeah, Sue got, like, kicked out. Um, yeah. But, you know, they only have so many sets, I guess. And No, um, it's, it's stupid. As they, dumb. as they run towards each other, you know, they have the classic joke of them shoving students out of the way and things like that. Um, it's not really as funny, though. No. Like, there could have been, like, a punch or something. <laughs> you know, that slap that we saw. It, Maggie, it's supposed to be emotionally resonant. It's not supposed no. to be uh, just joke after joke. No. It's like, supposed to be, oh, they're finally coming back together after their big fallout. Listen, there's no emotional resonance for me because, like, we just got the reminder that Sue has been, like, really shitty in regards to the clean stuff. Sure. Like, been really invasive and been basically a stalker and... <sighs> I just, I, listen, they're using a non-neuro, like, somebody who is neuroatypical as a prop to show that Sue has emotions. I wouldn't necessarily say that, because Becky literally, like, turned against Sue and was, like, a driving factor in Sue getting fired. Yeah, she was. So, like... Because she blew the whistle when she needed, she when she knows she needed to. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying I don't necessarily think the show is, like, intentionally using her as a prop. I think this is the last episode, and they're tying up all their loose ends, and Mm. this is one of their loose ends, because Becky and Sue never resolved, as far as we knew, so. Well. Anyway, so then we move to the auditorium, where Sue greets William wordlessly, um, and immediately starts into Abba's The Winner Takes It All. The best part of this number is when she whispers butt chin in Will's ear. Yes. Um, Does she call your name? Butt chin. Um, but uh, they sing together. Yeah, they sing together. They sing The Winner Takes It All. And again, another boring ass number. I uh, like this number. Would have been much better if there had been um, a green costume change, but yeah. there was not. There was not. There was not. Yeah. Um, 
there's also a fun shot where the camera spins around Sue as she has her arms outstretched yeah. to like do like the belting chorus at the end. So and that's that was fun. really like the what the fuck is happening moment from <laughs> um the like Glee Watch party. Like it was like why? What? Because the winner takes it all. This is Sue's end is on it, the show. Is she like, winning? What? No, she's telling Will that he won. I guess you're right, but like, why would she do that? Um, anyway, and yeah. we get the five year time jump for Sue. We'll have a series of five year time jumps for people. Yep. And Sue's takes place on the Geraldo Rivera show. Um, it is 2020 now in the show. In the show. Yeah. And it's 2020 now in RL life. Sure. Which is cool. It's I weird. Said, I just said uh, RL, so real life, life, um, which is uh, sort of cool. I, I like that, except their universe, their 2020 is almost like more reasonable and yeah, like, that's the less that... bizarre than our 2020. Yeah, it's really kind of harrowing, actually, to have to watch this and be like, oh, that would... I can see why in 2015 you would think that this would be what 2020 looks like, but I have bad news, and it's that 2020 is actually a lot worse than this. Um, I've got bad news, and it's that um, Antarctica is has melted. Yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. We're in a bad spot, y'all. Right. No, well, but so, Sue, we find out that Sue is the vice president to Jeb, Jeb Bush. Bush. Jeb which... Bush 2020, who, he is running for re-election. And that uh, we're, yes. we're finding out that he's doing quite well, right? In re-election, yes. Um, but Sue does let us know that she has some plans for 2024. Um, well, yeah, because Geraldo Rivera is like, "So Sue, will you be running for president?" Right? Because he can't um, articulate anything um, well. Sure, that sounds weird. Um, and Sue uh, is like, "You bet your sweet ass, Geraldo." Yes. Um, and then we sure. cut to commercial. And then we come back, and we're in a different arc that's closing. Um, Clayne is we're, at McKinley. We're back at McKinley. This is pre- Back in 2015. Pre-time jump. Yes. And we see that Kurt, um, for some reason, there, there's no explanation for why they're all at McKinley this episode. It's because Will no, started the first day of school, and they all wanted to be there. So Kurt has a weird locker shrine at it's McKinley. It's a time capsule. It's got just, like... It's just a, a locker full of random artifacts Shit. from the show. Yes, <laughs> uh, we've got like pictures of Finn, and right. there's well, like specifically the Gaga heels. his favorite picture of Finn. But yeah, yeah. Gaga heels yes. and um, I don't know some other, other, other weird stuff. memorabilia. Yeah. Oh, like the the picture of Clayne at prom, right? And, and the, the ring, the ring that Blaine got him that Christmas, yeah. and uh, like Blaine just starts. Laugh, laugh crying, crying. Yeah. Um, as Kurt's explaining everything in here, and Kurt's like, oh, oh, wh- why? Sorry, that's a little bit more chemistry than the actors have, Um, and I'm just talking to myself, but, like, it's wooden, okay? Delivery is wooden. Um, And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it feels like Darren Chris is just resorting to crying. Yes. As um, a way to, like, show that Blade has emotions. Maybe they're all actually sad. This is the last episode of the TV show, presumably filmed last. Listen, I the only one I believe is sad, who is sad is Rachel when she sings that big number. Sure. I guess Leah Michelle when she yeah. sings that big number because it's her TV show. Sure. Um, and it's gone now. But um, Blaine cries and Kurt's like, "Oh, why are you crying?" And Blaine's like, "Oh, well, I just don't know anyone else who'd make something like this, and I'm so glad that I'm married to you." <laughs> Yeah, it's... And, like, that's a nice sentiment, 
But it comes off as, like, zero chemistry, nothing between these actors. And Devin was like, they had chemistry at one point, right? I was like, yeah, they were, like, so cute at the beginning, and now we're here. And we were, we theorized as a group. It's like, what happened to make their chemistry fall apart? And I was was like, well, Darren Chris did get engaged during the runtime of the show. Sure. And someone was like, oh, well, like... What happened? Okay, sure. I mean... What happened on the set? Why... Look, I mean, Darren Karras isn't gay. Like, you're the no, fact that they okay. ever had chemistry is kind of remarkable. You're no fun. You're... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, because I hate this show, and Theorize I... Theorize with me. What happened? Did they fuck, and then everything went to pieces? Was it really bad? And, like, then... No, I'm, like, I'm not here to get lurid. I'm oh. here. I'm here to say that Darren Chris probably was like... Why am I still here? And Chris Colfer was like, why am I still here? And they both just kind of lost interest. Um, well, you're no fun. Thank you. Um, for sure. You're really sort of a buzzkill. Yeah. And, um, what I like to believe is that they did have some sort of, like, weird falling out. And, okay. um, sure. that's why every scene that they've been in together for, it's like, the weird. past season and a half has been so frigid. Yeah, maybe they're just really good actors, and they're really good at portraying what it's like after you live together and, and learn that you're not meant for each other and break up and then get forced back together by your high school friends and teachers who only want you together to fulfill their weird desires. Like, yeah. Just saying. Anyway, so uh, then it cuts. So we do a five-year time jump. They're leaving in New York subway. As they go up the escalator, there's, like, a roll across the screen that, like, indicates that we're moving into the future. Yeah, and Sam was like, oh, wow, they look like Wham in these outfits. They still look like Wham. And and I was like, no, I think you're wrong. Well, so we, we get an over, like, there's a voice over where we, I guess it's the teacher for this, like, class of students who's introducing them yeah, as like celebrity like, tuesday or something come to celebrity sing along with uh, on this tuesday at the harvey milk school for right gay kids yes <laughs> that's not what they say at the end but like i mean that's what this is okay yes. um and uh kurt and blaine are wearing like definitely 2020 current outfits loud I'm, sort of i'm not willing to fight with you on this one i just don't like their hair like, like micro print suits sure which look cool. I would definitely wear Blaine's outfit for sure. And Blaine's hair is like finally not shellac to his fucking head. It sure. has a little bit of volume and movement. Yeah. Um, and Kurtz is like very e-boy 2020 like sure. current. Which it's it's sort of weird that they were able to um, predict. I mean I seem by what I said so which is that I think it doesn't look all that great. I think you're anyway. incorrect. So anyway, um, they sing "Daydream Believer" with the kids. Um, it's a nice, fun, diverse group. Lots of lots of different lots kids of different there. Ages, sort yeah. of like a <laughs> sort of like a weird one, like. Why are like, they all in the same classroom? Yeah, like there is that, but then like someone was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's like a music like class. School, uh, you know, guess. like maybe they bring in kids from different grades." And I was like, "Oh, I was hoping like sort of like one room schoolhouse." <laughs> So in I'm New like, York City, yes. Yeah, okay, like, listen. Artisanal school. Yeah, like an artisanal school <laughs> where it's, like, you're with different age groups so that you, like, learn more dynamically or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the song they sing is really great. The weirdest part is when they lie down on the ground and the kids yes. walk over them. <laughs> right, that that's just weird. I don't really want to touch that. That's weird. That and goes back also, to, like, the shit. It's also weird that, like, they... 
there's just no kid voices in the track. There's some at the end. You like there are definitely they definitely join in like at a the very little end. bit though, and like it could it just. I mean, would see. you buy an iTunes track that's like kids bop? No Daydream one was Believer. buying the fucking iTunes tracks at this point. Yeah, but like if you had to make a choice between kids bop with Kurt and Blaine mixed in or Kurt and Blaine with like a smattering of kids bop. Okay, I think I would pick I, the one that's. I don't not. think adding like child um, voices is just going to automatically make it kids bop, for one, and um, for two, like it's so easy to just put out. They can put out the single that was in the show on iTunes, right? Yeah. And then may and like put, just put kids voices in for like the actual TV show. So that the scene makes sense. So you <laughs> no. can just see kids, like, chewing gum throughout the whole, <laughs> no, but throughout so, the whole song. Because um, that's what it seems like when my, they're mouthing the words and so there's no music coming My out. favorite part of the of this number is there's a bit where they do, like, the Lady Gaga, like, monster arms. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Love that would that. be a fun, like, retro dance nowadays. Since it is 2020. Um, uh, there is... <laughs> I mean, I would do, like, a single ladies dance for some kids. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I like, deep cut. Yep. Um, yeah, so then we move to... So that's the end of this act, also, of this, like, arc completion. Because yeah. now we're going to Rachel. Now we are going to Rachel. We see her in the McKinley hallways. Yes. She sings a song that Darren Chris composed. It's called This Time. And... There is a cool shot where she's standing in, like, a hallway, and there's, um, like, a series of spotlights that come on on, like, down the hallway. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool shot, but, um, the song overall is pretty boring. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Like, I don't- why are they all so long and boring? Because that's how you do end. No. Yes. (laughs) They're all long and boring. No. They all lived happily ever after. No. So anyway, um, she sings a song. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that. We just do a five-year jump with a title card this time. You don't have anything else to say about the song? No. I mean, it has some fun, weird references to actual, like, to Glee, the show. Yeah, um, but... there's like a bit where she's like, oh, when I was searching for the spotlight, I was really searching for myself. And it's yeah. like, yeah, Rachel, we knew that this whole time. Thanks right. for stating it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and like, I think there's a... There's, like, a lyrical reference to Don't Stop Believing" at one yeah, point. Yeah, I'm so. never gonna stop believing. Yes, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's fun. I mean, I don't know. It's fine. It's not terrible. It's just fine. So then we it's move... It's really, like, generic and pretty yeah. lackluster. Yeah, so we move to five years in the future. Um, Mercedes, Artie, Tina, and Klain are arriving at what we presume is Rachel's New York abode. Which um, does look a lot like Mercedes' apartment yes. from when she was living in New York. Yes. Um, Artie and Tina kiss because yeah. apparently they're working on a movie together. Um, because as Mercedes is getting out of the taxi, Tina's like, Hey, Mercedes, do you remember the movie that Artie wrote for you, but then you can do it? So I had to do it, and now it's in Sundance, and then... Artie's like, no, it's in Slam Dance. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, is it a dancing movie? Maybe. I have no idea. Maybe. Um, 
But they're going to use a song from Mercedes' discography. Well, they, they ask to use Mercedes' songs, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, my lawyer tangles that. And, and they're like, ha, 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 just kidding. <laughs> you can use whatever you want. <laughs> and then Artie and Tina kiss. Yes. Which is to distract us from the fact that um, we don't get to see how they're getting Artie up those stairs. Yes. Yep. He just suddenly, he like just teleports to yeah. wherever we're going. Yep. We're, um, well, we're yeah. in Rachel's room, presumably. She's in front of a mirror, getting ready. Someone and, comes up behind her is like, it's time. Yeah, it's time. And as soon as we see Rachel, um, well, Devin was like, look at them titties, though. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they're there. Yep. Um, they're pretty prominent. And guess what? It's because Rachel's pregnant. Yes. Super pregnant. Yes. And um, Will, well, not Will, sorry, Kurt and Blaine, um are like, oh, we got you this special juice yes. from the expensive grocery store. It's supposed to make the baby's brain grow. Yes. And, because, okay, Rachel's baby, the, like, baby inside of her, it's Kurt and Blaine's baby. She's right. being a surrogate. Yes. Kurt and Blaine are 26 at the most. Yes. Right now, which is like... They're living the American dream. Why the fuck? Do you need a baby? Well, they have to save their marriage somehow. It's 2020. (laughs) You're millennials in New York. I mean, why do you? Why are you? They had a five year plan, and Kurt's five year plan was Rachel's gonna carry my child for me. That that's what we agreed upon. Um, Mm. We do. So Rachel establishes that she is their surrogate. and she's telling... Well, it's because Tina, the Tina. exposition machine, comes up and is like, <laughs> yeah. oh, tell me, Rachel, why did you decide to be their surrogate? Right. And she she's like, oh, you know, full circle, but also, like, it felt like a great way to give back after you guys have given me so you much. did so much for me. Yeah. And, I mean, okay, but also, like, they're 26. Yeah, and then Jesse arrives. Jesse, my husband, you are here. Oh, my husband. Oh, hello, my husband. Yes. It's very, it's very awkward. Um, and uh, Rachel is all dressed up because they're going to the Tonys. Yes. And uh, we find out that Jesse is like her director. Yes. For So I guess we don't know what the show is yet. I, I but... think it's, well, it's Jane Austen Sings. Right. We saw like a poster for Jane Austen Sings in the first, in Walton Plains. Five year uh, time jump. jump. Yeah. But uh there's like very artfully placed graffiti so you don't see Rachel's name on the yes. poster. Um and because I guess it's a surprise. Yep. <laughs> um we go to the Tony's where we see Jesse sort of talk Rachel through like Yeah, he's giving her advice on her acceptance speech. Yeah, he's like, you know, just thank your dads. Keep it pretty short. <laughs> yes. Thank your director. Make sure everyone knows how good he is and everything in his job and all that. And Rachel's like, because oh, apparently you. Jesse has won a Tony already. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then we. So we're. It's we. We get like a couple groups of people watching the Tonys. So it's like Will and Emma's house, and Sam Where is there. Sam is there, like chasing their kids. Yes. When, uh, at the Glee party, there was the question thrown out, like, "Oh, is Sam living there? Is he their romantic third?" Yeah. No. Yeah. No, we found out totally. in the last scene that Sam has been dating lots and lots and lots and lots of women. Well, that doesn't mean that he isn't their live-in nanny. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have, like, three kids. Yikes. Um, but anyway, so... Can you... Okay. Listen. Emma's OCD right. is severe. Well, not anymore. She went to therapy and it got all sorted out. <laughs> Can you imagine... No. ...being trapped... With OCD symptoms like that, and then giving birth to three children. No, no, it's... 
spore of Will Schuster. Yeah, it's gross. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? No. It um, is hell. There's another watch party um, where... Like, it's pretty much everyone else in New York City. It's, like, plain and... we don't know, even. Well, and, like, Roderick is there, and Kitty is there. So, like... Because I guess they all live in New York now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess it's a show about how, if you want to be really successful, you move move to to New New York. from Ohio. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, uh, Andrew Randalls is the host, and he's entering the award for the best actress in a musical. Yes. And Um, the options are Willow Smith... In yes. Cabaret. Yeah. Rachel Berry and Jane Austen sings. Well, that's the last one, but yeah. And um Anne Hathaway and her one woman production. And Exclamation point. See, I didn't even need to know that there's an ex like he didn't need to say like with an exclamation point because like I can hear it. Right. You know? Um and then Maggie Smith in a in some old joke musical. See I Oh, oh in her second prime or something like that. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Like Miss Boodoo's like second prime. Yeah. Prime or something. But um, I would watch and with an exclamation point. I'd watch all absolutely. of these shows. Willow Smith and Cabaret. Yeah, can you imagine? No, can you imagine? See, that's this goes can back to that. This goes back to that. Like, oh man, they really envisioned a much better 2020 than we currently live in. So yeah, um, um like just like I mean, Willow Smith and Cap. Like, I just can't. I can't get past it. Right. I know it would be so amazing. I'm sleeping with him. So am I. Yeah. Um, Bisexual icons. So, uh, Rachel, of course, wins for Jane Austen Sings. Yeah. Um, She goes up and does her acceptance speech. She thanks Will. um, Talks a lot about high school choir. Yeah. And uh, there is a line. like, thanks to everyone at McKinley. Yeah. And Will. Um, I think this is also when we get the shot that shows that sue the vice pre- the vice president is sitting on will's couch to watch this yeah with um, becky as secret service yes um but uh rachel has her like her follow-up i guess the culmination of rachel's arc is in this speech yeah she says being part of something special isn't what makes you special something is special because you are a part of it yeah which is a callback to the very first yes. episode. Right. She says this is what Will taught her. Yeah. Um, so that's nice, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> Obviously really emotionally resonated with us. Um, I... Had that real impact that you want your final character's, like, final arc to deliver. I guess I just always knew that Rachel was going to win a Tony. Right. Like, it was never really a question. Right. So, like, when it happened, it's just like, well, yeah... Sure. I mean, there's also, like, to just unpack that quote by itself, like, yeah, no shit. We knew that, like, the Glee Club wasn't special, like, by itself. All of these people are amazing actors and actresses who sing very well. Yeah. And that's what made it good. Like, it wasn't good because of itself. It was good because they had good people doing it. So, anyway. Yeah, um... Yeah. It's a nice sentiment to, like, sure. it's, like, at least a heartwarming sentiment, you yeah. know, that, like, you can be special and music can bring people together and you can... But literally they say e- that every episode, so, okay. if you're a weirdo like Rachel, you can have friends. <laughs> yeah, and win Tony's. And win a Tony. Yeah. Uh, which, like, fine. And yeah. then we see uh, Jesse in the audience doing, like, a wrap it <laughs> yeah. up. Like, yep. hand sign, yep. which I love that. And it's like, yeah, Rachel does sort of need that energy from a life partner to tell she sure does. to stop. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. So then we move to our last scene of Glee forever. Um, it's fall of 2020. Yes. And we're in the McKinley Auditorium. Yeah. Sue is making a speech to a group of adults. Um, it's Shu, Emma, Figgins, Bert, Carol, and Terry arrives Terry? later. Um, yeah. Oh, um, isn't, uh, isn't Sheldon here too? Oh yeah, Sheldon's here too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's essentially all the adult actors on the show. Yeah. <laughs> By which oh. I mean all the people who played adults, I guess. Yeah. Um. So they're all here because Sue be- because of this event that's yes. happening. Sue comes out and has this speech. Yes. About how Lillian Adler said that Glee is about opening your- opening yourself up to joy. Yes. And I mean some other stuff. Like it's not that great of a speech. No. Um, she is, does, okay, but there is a the fun part. where everyone's like, so this is just a series of monologues, right? Like, you get to the end and you're like, oh wait, there has been no plot. This has just been like a series of monologues. Yeah, um, there is a fun point where Will, cl- or sorry, where Sue claims that she's well into her mid-thirties. Yeah, um, Carol's reaction is funny. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, the monologue is kind of about what it all means. Kind of, you know, putting a real fine point on... We told you that singing and music bring people together, and that's what it fucking does. Look at the show we made. We proved our point. That's basically the speech. Um, you were correct. Yeah. Uh, I uh, want to have two two things to point out here. One, since Sue has become vice president, all of her jumpsuits have a um, presidential seal. Okay, um, yep, yep. Like, stitched onto one, um, like, chest side. Sure. Uh, like that. I like that. That's sure. fun. Um, and the other thing is that they're all in red and white. Yes, they're all wearing red and white. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we find out it's because she's dedicating the auditorium to Finn Hudson. Um, she also clarifies that apparently Will started a massive education reform across the country um, by, like, him, like, having this, like, progressive all-arts school. Like, other school districts started copying that. And we're and, like... like Wait, Jeb Bush is president? Like, <laughs> where's the money coming from? <laughs> makes no sense, but you know what? They had to write themselves in that hole, I guess, because that's the only way Sue could be VP. Are we... Is it, like, gay propaganda that uh, Republicans don't like the arts or something, and that's why we're like, oh, well, Jeb Bush would no, never support no, no, no. this? No, 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 It's fact that Republicans <laughs> don't like school, yeah. period. They don't think it's a good idea to educate people because then people learn well, that what they do is them. fucking evil. <laughs> so, and yeah. then how will they get capital? So, by proxy, they don't respect the arts because the arts are majorly of a, a, a school function. So, sure, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so Sue introduces everyone, and then they she, she's like, "And here are the new directions." Yes. And Will comes from the um, house and is in red and white and goes yes. up to the stage and starts singing with people who are just suddenly there when the curtain rises. Yes. It's Quinn. It's... I don't know. It's someone else. Some other, and yeah. it's someone else. Tina and someone else. I just remember that it's, like, Quinn is here. Yes. Even though she wasn't in the 2009 episode. Yep. Um, because, yeah. And they're and singing... Um, the indicator that it's going to be the entire cast yes, who yeah. sings this song. the in, Like, the entire cast. Yeah, so they're singing I Lived, um, the One Republic song. Would you choose this song to end Glee? I mean, maybe. It is, like, I'm pretty sure it was fairly new around the time, like maybe a year or two old. 
it seems like it's kind of like I mean they have they already done Green Day's um, Time of My Life. Time of My Life. No, that could have been a good one too. Absolutely should have. Fuck, and then they could have like a slideshow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, see that's yeah. The problem is that would be very 2010, 2011, yeah. not really 2015. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's fine. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything notable in this last piece. Um, I mean, we have all those adults who we already mentioned are there, all of the OG Glee kids, yeah. all of the second wave of Glee kids, yep. in- including... Oh, Matt Rutherford is here, too. Yeah, I Matt... feel like that's sort of important. <laughs> Matt Rutherford is here. With, um, with, uh, with Mike. They yeah. dance together. Yep. Because um, they're like, you know, they joined the first year. And... Yeah, we also have Lauren Zeises is here. Yes. Um, Dave Krosky's here. Yep. Uh, um, the... Uh, Unique and Ryder and Jake and Marley is not here. Marley's not. Marley here. was too busy being Circle Girl, probably. She's too um. busy being Supergirl. Oh man! But. And like, I've seen some clips from Supergirl, and it looks so bad. Like, yeah. especially the especially all the effects are just sure. like really, well, really bad. Anyway, yeah. So, but like, everyone's here. It's a full Smash Bros. moment. Yeah, um. it really is. It's like you know, you know how for a little while. Cartoon Network over the, like the summer times had like big events where like all the characters were yes. in the same place. Yes, <laughs> even though they're all cartoons. Um, yep. You know, and it was, well, like, like Nickelodeon would do that too, where they'd have like crossover, like sort of events. like a meta, like oh, yeah. see, they're actually actors. Yeah. <laughs> on our anime, <laughs> on our like yeah animation set, which that's sort of yeah yeah. That's so, but yeah, bit. everyone's here. They sing and then. It ends, and they have, like, a, like, dimming shot, well, and they, it's over. There there are some, like, really classically references where they um, yeah, there's do the like arm a, move. Well, they all get in one big line across the front of the stage and, and do the arm, arm move. move, so that's pretty classic. Um, but they, like, at the end, they're all, like, standing on bleachers in the back, and they all, like, drop their heads, and then, yeah. like, the lights, like, fall down and that's dim. pretty glee. Yeah, it's um, very glee. And that's so, and that's it. That's literally the end. So they chose to end this show. They they just stole it from High School Musical. No, they I just disagree. stole it from High School Musical. No, I mean it's similar. Oh, are you? Oh, I get what but, you're saying. The High School Musical ending is better. <laughs> and Glee did a Glee did a like a poor imitation. No, I'm saying that every high school drama ends the same way. No, incorrect. <laughs> anyway. Incorrect. We have, we can, we can discuss this further, I think, once we've... Secret Life of the American Teenager once didn't we've reached, end with, with a... <laughs> end with a big musical number with the whole cast all wearing red and white. The <laughs> pod, podcast business... Another oh, podcast uh, business, a fork stuck in the road. Podcast business. Tom grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go, which is the podcast business. <laughs> okay. But it's a metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are important. important. Gold stars are important. Because, because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being, being a star. star. Great. So we're in the podcast business. Because <laughs> I chose a better song. I chose a better song. I than picked than a song that was in no, the no, no, episode. No. I chose a better song than the episode. Though. Sure. Right. You see? I mean, did you, though? Because that's, like, so mimetic. Like, that... Which would make it better. I don't know if that would make it better. It'd be funnier, but like... <laughs> Isn't that worthwhile? I mean, maybe. 
I don't know if that's what they were going for, the though. The song that they chose made me feel nothing. That's like, fair. Not, not, not yeah. laughter, not sadness. It made me feel apathetic. So, we're going to do what we do with every podcast business. Um, for the last time, we're going to go over Gold Stars, Best Numbers and Ratings. Let's start with Gold Stars. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. I chose Emma. Okay. Because she popped three Will Schuster clones out of her hoo-ha, and, like, I feel bad for her, so reward her with a gold star. And there's no plot this episode, so (laughs) No, that's, yes, okay, let's just clarify right now, it's really hard to pick these things, because there's not a lot of music, and there's not a lot of characters, um, they just don't do any, like, it's literally just exposition heavy, like. I guess, um, I'm gonna choose Rachel. Okay. Sure. She won a Tony. She won a Tony, which was her character's, like, entire... Goal? Thrust. Yeah. All of it. It's yep. just that fucking Tony, man. Yep. And she is... She's right on t- her timeline. Um, She is going to have a baby after she That's gets true. her first Tony. That's very which true. Which I love that for her. Yep. Cool. So then let's move to the best number. Um, Our choices were... Let's see. All bad. <laughs> Um, so the first one is Mercedes's Someday We'll Be no, Together. You, you missed Will's, um, Teach the Children. Oh, sure. Did I? Will's <laughs> Teach Your Children. Mercedes sings Someday We'll Be Together. Uh, Will and Sue sing The Winner Takes It All. Uh, Clayne sings Daydream Believer. Rachel sings This Time. And then everyone sings I Lived. So there's actually quite a few songs, but they're all None just kind of, of meh. good. I originally picked this time. I think I left the episode with a better taste in my mouth. Um, I do love the concept of Rachel singing a love song to McKinley. To McKinley the school. And also Glee the show. Yeah, that is sort of what it seems to be. Like, it's just kind of weird. It would make sense that, like, that was Darren Chris's intent when he right. wrote the song. Yeah. I'm going to choose Mercedes. Sure. That's her. After we ragged on it. Great. Um, well, it's just because I love Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and the audio is bad, but like I'd say her vocal performance is the best one in yeah. the episode. So. That's fair. Um, I also had a note, like a, like a, like, I don't know how to put it, honorary mention for I Lived. I know mm. you didn't feel anything during the song, but I actually like that song. So, like, I was like, okay, this is nice. Like, I get it. Like, they're all, like, partying up there on the stage. This is, like, probably one of the last things they shoot. Everyone is here. Like, I don't know. Mm. No one cries, though. So, like, meh. Um, so then let's move to the last piece of the podcast business, the slushy rating. We're gonna throw some slushies at this episode. Five is the most we can throw. Um, and here we go. Yeah. I threw four. I said this finale, this series finale mm. deserves four out of five slushies. It's uh, bad. I'm throwing five. <laughs> Woof. Because listen, this episode is bad. Yeah. It's not like offensive. Like no. other five out of it's five just has boring. Been. It's just like the it's it's positioning yeah. as the last episode is what gets it to five sure. for me. Because like missed opportunities out the right. fucking wazoo. Yes. And all, and, and just like bizarre choices. Bizarre choices. I get that it's fan service to have Rachel pregnant with Clayne's baby when they're twenty six, but it's like, 
nonsensical. <laughs> Although, but like Glee, Glee's never been really good about being sensical. But I get no, I I I get where you're coming from. <laughs> I gave it four out of five mostly because I do appreciate the like. I, I can appreciate that they only had 13 episodes and they were like, well, this is the stuff we want to do, but we cannot build to it in any way, shape, or form, so we're just going to do it. We know that, like, it's weird and jarring, but, like, we're going to do a time uh, we're gonna do a time cut. Um, and I think... I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at a time jump. Sure. I'm really not. I think I would have actually preferred this episode if it was all time jump. Sure. If it See, was yeah, all, that's... like, five years from now. Yeah. And we, instead of getting, like, the like, exposition-heavy, like, scenes or, like, lines from Tina or the, like, um, like, congratulatory, like, wank sesh to yes. congratulate Will. Yeah. Like, what I would love yeah. is, like, we just get a, we just get, like, a five, maybe even ten-year time jump. Yeah. And it's, like, people coming back to McKinley for this Bid Hudson auditorium dedication. Yeah. Because we didn't mention that. That's why they were in the auditorium. No, I mentioned it, but okay. yeah. yeah. That's why they were there is, like, to dedicate the auditorium to Finn. Yes. And um, th- so here's what I'm envisioning. People come back to McKinley for that reason. Right. So there's a good reason for yes. there. Yeah. And Mercedes is like, Ooh, I'm so glad I was able to take time off of Beyonce's tour. Yes. And Rachel will be like, Ugh, I'm so glad that I won my first Tony. And also gave birth to Clayne's baby. No, 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 no. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> it would be okay that she's pregnant in the 10-year time jump. Sure. Because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And they could be like, Will, how's it going running this school? Right. This all-arts school that no longer has a football program. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I I think you're right. It's just, I don't know. I feel like they wanted to ensure that we saw that this iteration of the New Directions won Nationals. Yeah. Because they built this entire season on these new characters and, like, their success. And that's when you have the hard time jump. Sure. I mean, they kind of did that. No, they didn't. (laughs) I mean, they kind of did because... But the problem is they split it up by character. They split it up by character, and yeah. they split it up they, by, like... They had, like, four like, or five like, time jumps. the congratulatory monologue? Right. Let's make sure we get that yeah. in, like, in situ, and then they can have their time jump? Like, it's stupid. Yeah, I think... I mean, I agree. I think my biggest... My biggest flaw with it is that I don't give a shit about Will, and I yeah. know he's supposed to be, like, a main character, but, like, I seriously don't care. It's um, not that I don't care about Will, it's that I don't want him to have good things. Like, well, yeah, I don't it's just, wa- I, it's so, it, it's just at, so nonsensical, going back to that. that like, he's getting the job right. as, as principal of this school, he's not working for McKinley. Right. Like, we assi- you can... I mean, maybe you have to. You have to assume, right? That's like the only way that you can know any of this information is by assumption, right? Because um, Will was like volunteering, right? While but, Rachel was running the Glee Club, but then Rachel presumably left, left, and then Kurt presumably finished his like weird Niata internship thing and went back to New York to finish right. his degree, right? With Blaine, because right. Blaine's going to NYU now. Yes, so. I guess we're supposed to assume that Will just stepped in to become the choir teacher after that, which could make sense. Sue's no longer the principal and can't keep him out of the job. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. It's It's just a lot, which is why I'm giving it five fucking slushies. Okay. So we're at the end of the episode. Yes. We've reached it. Yes. And we will have one more episode of this podcast. Yes. 
Okay? It's going to be the episode where we put Glee on trial for real. Yes. And we consider yep. all six yes. seasons in our final discussion yes. about how much we fucking hate this show. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't gotten it at this point, after having listened to a fuck ton of episodes where we just loudly and, <laughs> and uh, verbatious, what's the word I'm looking for? Vivaciously, maybe Vivaciously. or voraciously, perhaps? I, I was looking for one where we use a lot of words. Voracious. Mm-hmm. That's the one. There's a different word I'm thinking of, I think. But it doesn't matter. Okay. But, yeah, if you if you, if you you didn't get it from all of the shit we've spewed yeah. <laughs> over the past three years. Yeah, fuck those SAT words. Get them out of here. <laughs> then, SAT words like that only belong in uh, uh, queer dating spaces for non-binaries and femmes, to be yeah. honest. Let's be real. That's way, where they um, gain the most traction. Yeah. That and, like, at, like, symposiums. So, anyway... No. Anyway, so... We're going to be back next week. You're still trying to think that about We're that We're going to be back next week to uh, discuss. Um, we'll cover some season six wrap-up stuff as yeah. well, but since it's a short season, luckily we don't have a lot we have to go over there. So Yeah, and we would uh, love to include any insight that you have as a listener. So yeah. hit us up at our email, which is snmhakely at gmail.com, or on our Twitter, which is at snmhakely. Yeah, and I think we're probably going to push the release date on that episode to uh, give people time to actually get in contact with us. Um, So we'll probably be off next week, but come back to do the, our finale. We've already gotten a few emails and we'll definitely um, like read them and shout those folks out. It might be a little bit of a longer episode because we, we are gonna, you know, read some emails and, and, discuss the abomination that is the whole thing yeah should we bring like an arbitration like like specialist in here (laughs) no like like a lawyer no (laughs) and it's decided glee is bad stamp (laughs) i don't think any lawyer would be willing to do that we we need a notary (laughs) yeah anyway so we'll be back next week students they could come in here and um Lay down the law. I'm <laughs> so, for being bad. Anyway, so we'll be back next week. Um, make sure to reach out to us on those socials. Um, but uh, until next week, when we come back, well, in two weeks, I guess, when we discuss Glee's crimes at all. Yeah. Uh, against I, humanity. I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. Ba, da, 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 da,